All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the or whatnot podcast. I'm your host, L Breeze, and I'm so excited that you're joining me on this journey. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different because it's just me. And you want to know why? Because it's my birthday. <laughs> Y'all, today is my 33rd birthday. So today I am going to bring you 33 things that I have learned over the years. So I've got 11 fun facts about me, 11 things that I love about God, and 11 things that have changed my whole entire life. So if you're down for this journey, let's get it. Of course, like I said, I'm turning 33 today, July 23rd. Anyway, um, 33. I had to look up the number 33 and see what it meant biblically. And what I learned is that the number 33 is connected to the promises of God. And to know me is to know that I have a list of things that I know God has said to me, that God has promised me, that I know he's going to do. And it's like, oh my word, 33 is connected to the promises, which ultimately means to me that there's about to be some manifestation to come through. Um, So on the 33rd time that Noah's name was mentioned in Genesis, that was when God promised to never flood the earth again. And when Abraham's name was mentioned on the 33rd time, that's when Isaac, the promised child, was birthed. When Abraham was 99. So this number not only is associated with God making promises, but it also is associated with God fulfilling the promise. No matter how long it took, for it to be fulfilled, he still fulfilled the promise and he was still making promises. So I'm so excited about chapter 33, year 33, because I am expecting God to do some things. I'm expecting him to work some stuff out. I'm expecting for his promises to to come forth. The things that he has promised me, I'm expecting them to manifest And I promise if y'all keep on this podcasting journey with me, you're going to hear about it, period. But I'm so, so, so excited about what God is doing. Anywho, let's get into this list. My first list is going to be the 11 things that I have learned over the years. So I hope y'all love them. Okay, so number one. Unexpressed expectations are unrealistic expectations. And Elbreeze, what does that mean? Y'all, so many times we walk around here with um, an expectation set for somebody and they have no idea what we're expecting them to do. Like literally, we are, we've got this big idea in our head that this person should be doing this, that, and the third, or they should act this, that, and the third kind of way. And we've never, ever expressed this thing to them. So when they fail us, we're mad at them. But it's not that we can really be mad at them because we never expressed that expectation to them. So unexpressed expectations are unrealistic expectations and guys as we go into a new day a new week a new month a new year 
or a new quarter, a new year, whatever. We need to understand that y'all, we have to be able to verbalize our expectations. So we give the people that are around us, our family, our friends, our significant others, our husbands, our wives, whoever. So we give them the opportunity to fulfill that expectation without us being mad because we never even expressed it. So that's number one. Number two, forever be a student. Yo, if knowledge is power, then when we stop learning, we're literally losing our power. So we have to be in a posture of learning at all times. Y'all, there is forever going to be people that will cross our paths, that will drop knowledge, drop wisdom on us. And we have to be ready to pick that thing up when we get it. If we are always in a posture of learning, we're always in a posture of, of, of grabbing these nuggets. Our life is going to be forever changed because we are forever picking up new ideas, new theology, new information. And because we have new information at our fingertips, we'll be able to operate in a way that we weren't able to before we had that information. So let's just remember that we always have to be a student and let's surround ourselves with people that know more than us so that we can get to the top where they are. Number three, reading is fundamental. I literally like this, I say this all the time on social media because we will post something from five years ago as if it was relevant today and have whole conversations about this thing. And it's really not even a thing. Yo, we have to start reading. Like reading what we post, reading what captions say, reading dates. But we also need to start reading in real life. I mean, we need to pick up a book because when we are able to pick up a book, we know that knowledge is power and we are able just to gain so much. I mean, it goes back to that forever being a student, whether it's a self-help book, a self-help book or anything us reading is going to enhance our brain cells. It's going to enhance our knowledge. Our brain is going to grow. Our head is going to get bigger. You know, all those things that we used to say back in the day well, that our mom used to say to us. But um, literally, guys, we have to begin to read. Reading is fundamental. And it's a part of our everyday life. And if we can't read, y'all know people going to talk about us. They're going to call us African booty scratchers and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, do people even say that anymore? Because that was... 20 back in the day. Anyway, number four, my fave. Get a passport and live. Regardless of what your circumstance and situation looks like right now, it does not negate the fact that you can travel the world. Yes, you may be working a nine to five, making minimum wage, blah, 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 blah. But there are so many travel companies out here that put together group travel or individual travel and you can make payments. Get on a budget, make payments, and let's get it. Get your passport and travel the world. There is so much to see outside of your city, your state, your country. There's so much to see, so much culture. And y'all, we are missing out on so much because we're scared to get on an airplane. If you don't get y'all behind on an airplane, you got, you got a better chance of dying in a car accident 
then you do on an airplane, get on an airplane and go live. See those things that you read about in stories. See those things, those places that you saw on TV. See those places that you've only dreamt about going. If you want to see real pretty pink sand, go to Bermuda. If you want to see, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say some real fine chocolate men. Go to Jamaica. Hmm. Anywho, um, Dubai was amazing. Um, I don't remember Canada too much, but Mexico was amazing. Germany, I ate really, really good. And London was just like breathtaking, like I'm moving. Anywho, get your passport and live. Y'all don't let where you are right now dictate where you think you're going to be forever. Um, Number five, open your mouth. And when I say open your mouth, we're going to do it in a positive way. But I want you to be encouraged and know that your opinion, your viewpoint, your suggestions, your mindset could ultimately change somebody else's life. And if you can change somebody's life, you have to know that like, like you are making your ripple effect in the world. Like you are literally doing what God has called you to do. When you are able to open up your mouth and say something profound, it could change the world. Maybe not with the person that you're talking to, but when they give that lesson to their grandchild or their cousin or their auntie or their mama or whoever else, it could spark something and literally change the whole entire world. So as you are making your your footprint on the earth. Make sure that you're opening up your mouth and you're saying what 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 you feel you need to say. Now don't be rude, don't be demeaning. That's not what I'm saying. I have been there, done that. I ooh, I had a mouth that like when I talk, y'all, it used to like I could spit knives. It would be so bad. And I just praise God for deliverance from that. Even though I'm not fully delivered, But I just praise God that I am at a place now where I am more mindful of my words and I am more mindful of how things come out because at one, once upon a time, I did not care. I didn't care if I hurt your feelings. I didn't care what I said. I did not care. And so we have to know that when we open our mouth, we need to do it in a productive way so God can get the glory out of it, but so that you can change the world too. Number six, extend grace. There are people that will forever hurt us. They will forever get under our skin. They will forever like make us angry and be on our bad side, quote unquote. But us holding them to that level of anger, us holding them accountable to um, like we're holding them to our emotions. And we can't do that. Yo, extend the grace to them because you deserve it. It's not for them. It's for you. For you not to hold on to the baggage or the weight of somebody else. Extend grace, move forward, and go on with your life. Don't hold on to this baggage that ultimately is going to weigh you down. Period. It's like the same grace that God gives to us when we mess up, we should extend it to other people. And I know we don't want to hear that. It's cool. But just know extending grace is part of our everyday life. Number seven, 
Um, these next couple are going to be about friendship. So let's just go on a friend journey real quick. Number seven, consistently evaluate your friendships. Y'all, with elevation comes separation. And we have to be mindful that the people that have been in our lives forever aren't necessarily going where we're going. I'm not saying that these people aren't your best friends. I'm not saying that they aren't your ride or dies. But we have to be able to compartmentalize people and put them where they belong for the season that we're in. If God has us on level three and our best friend from kindergarten is still on level one, yo, we have to keep advancing so that we can do whatever it is that God wants for us to do. And when our best friend is ready to elevate and rise up, guess what? Y'all going to be back on the same page and you can help them on their journey. So just evaluating your friendships and where people belong in that season is going to be very important to your growth. Like I said, we're not negating these long-term friendships. We are not negating them at all because these are some very beautiful people in our lives and they've helped to shape us to be who we are. But there comes a time that we have to realize who we are and where we're going. And those people might not be going there with us. It doesn't negate who they are to us. But we have to know that like in this season, they can't go with us. But the next season, they might be right there with us. So keep evaluating your friendships. Number eight, let's not adapt this no new friends culture. When we adapt this culture and we don't allow people in, new people in, we are cutting off people that could have a genuine forever impact on our life. When we say no new friends and we're keeping these friends that we had in elementary school, middle school, high school, we are missing out on genuine people. When we don't open up our hearts to new people, It's like we're negating the people that God is sending us to build us up. Like we could literally be missing a piece of the puzzle and they have that piece in their pocket. What they hold, what they possess could be everything that we need. But we get caught up in the no new friends that we're just going to find that piece and we're going to work harder instead of smarter. So I'm just encouraging everyone today, step out of that no new friends mentality and welcome new people in. I promise it's going to be amazing. Number nine, don't leave people where you met them. So I have a friend. She is one of my really good friends. She is one of my sisters. And when I met her, we couldn't stand each other. She was rude, like more rude than rude could ever be. And I really just didn't like her. And we tell this story all the time and we laugh about it. But we, I, oh my word, I did not like her. But to this day, when I was able to like extend that grace to her, accept her in my life, she has literally changed my life for the better. This like I said, is one of my sisters. And so, you know, I did miss out on a lot of opportunities of hanging out with her, getting to know her years before because of the way that I felt about her and, you know, her being rude. 
But when I was actually able to get to know her, I know now that she was in a very broken place. And so I was, if I left her there, if I left her where I met her, I would have missed out on an amazing friend, somebody that supports everything that I do. And I love this girl, y'all. I love her. And so like, let's just not, let's not leave people where we met them. Extend that grace to them because they were probably going through something and now they're over it and they're a completely different person. Number 10, this probably should have been number one, but um, number 10, yo, save your money. Like make your money work for you. We are always spending. Y'all, Amazon is literally at our fingertips. Not just Amazon, anywhere we want to shop, it is at our fingertips. And we have to like learn how to budget. Like we have to learn how to to use our money wisely and make our money work for us. Yo, when I decided to really put my budget to work and make my budget work for me, like I had more money to spend. And I was like, oh, oh. And so I, y'all, I learned this. <laughs> I learned how to budget when I was 32. It don't let it take you that long. Let budgeting be a lifestyle for you, even when you're young, because the more you budget, the better your life is going to be, because you're going to see where you use your money, where you spend your money, where you're losing your money. Like, who needs an iced coffee every single day? Nobody. I mean, somebody's going to say they do, but you don't. And if you have financial goals that you're trying to reach, baby, you better get you a coffee maker at the house. And throw some ice and some creamer in it. You know, there are so many things that we can do to save money. But we're stuck in the culture of, well, let me get my Starbucks. Let me go to Chick-fil-A. Whatever the case may be. So, like, saving money and budgeting is important. And I learned that. And I'm working my budget. And my credit score done went up. And I am literally just at a better place as a whole than I've ever been because I learned how to make my money work for me and not just spend it frivolously. And number 11, this one stings. It really, really hurts. But it's a lesson that I have learned most recently since I started podcasting. And that is the people you expect to support you are probably not going to be your number one supporters. You expect them to share your post. You expect them to like your post. You expect them to go above and beyond for you because these are your friends. These are your ace boom coons. These are your ride or dies, blah, 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 blah. And these are not the people that are going to consistently support you. And it hurts. It really, really hurts because... You expect them to do that because you you do that for them. You support them. You support their goals. You support their missions. And they don't do the same for you. And I've had to learn that that is okay. That is okay. Because maybe they don't, they don't, they don't like your product. Maybe they don't listen to podcasts. Maybe they don't read the books. And it's not that they don't want to support you. Maybe they don't know how. And 
yeah, you can tell them, but don't get caught up in the fact that your friends or your family is not supporting you the way that you think that they should. Because at the end of the day, God is going to send you people that are going to support you no matter what. You're going to have somebody in your corner that is going to be your number one hype man, your number one go-to, and you ain't never going to have met them before. Shout out to Desiree in Canada. When I tell you this girl gasses me up, I mean gas, and I love her for it. And she supports my podcasting journey and she checks on me during my journey. And when I've needed advice or I've needed help because she's a podcaster too, she has welcomed my thoughts and my ideas and my questions with open arms. And so it's going to be the people that you've never met before that God is literally going to put in your life that's going to be your number one cheerleader. So don't get discouraged because your friends and your family aren't liking, they aren't sharing, they aren't doing what you think they should do to support you because God has already aligned somebody to fill in the gap. And it goes back to that no new friends mentality. You can't have that mentality. You've got to give, it's like you've got to be open to new people and you've got to extend grace to those friends. I mean, it all comes together. It all comes together. So these were the 11 things that I have learned over the last couple years. And next, we're going to talk about, hmm, maybe we'll talk about 11 fun facts about me. Y'all ready? All right, guys. So here we are with 11 fun facts about me. So this should go pretty quick. (laughs) So number one, super random. I won a rap battle in New Orleans against these Nigerian guys from Houston. Now, mind you, they weren't really like that much competition. I mean, like dude rapped about McDonald's and I came in with some heat. I'll freestyle for y'all one day though. Number two, (laughs) Lil Boosie is my brother and my goal in life is to get him saved. So by brother, I mean, of course, he is not my blood brother. But, you know what I'm saying? That's my brother. And can't nobody tell me nothing different. Number three. I am an extraordinary non-trained chef. And I'm also a kitchen beautician. Now, I will cook for you all day, every day. I got to really like you if I'm going to do your hair. I kind of got out of that business. But my friend's been punking me lately. Like, ee. Um, number four, my niece and I (laughs) are unicorn princesses because we are super rare and we're daughters of a king. Yeah. I don't know where uniform unicorn princesses came from, but that's us. Um, number, what is this? Five. I do not know how to play spades, but. You can put me on the Uno table and I'm with it. Like, I like that Uno table up. Real tough. Number six, I don't eat hot sauce. And I really don't like chicken on the bone. Like, big chicken on the bone. Like, I can eat chicken wings on the bone. But chicken on the bone, mm, you know. Number seven, I am very adventurous. 
I love, love, love roller coasters. Like the Incredible Hulk roller coaster is my absolute favorite of all time. Period. Like I live it. I love it. I live it. None. Eight. Number eight. I almost got into a fight in London. So I went to London in November for Thanksgiving and I almost got into a fight with this girl. She had yellow box braids in her head. And I guess she expected nobody to look at her, but I really didn't notice her until she started talking junk. I was taking a picture of the sign that was above her head and she thought that I was taking a picture of her. Baby, don't nobody want no picture of your ugly yellow, like, like yellow, yellow, like highlighted yellow box braids. Go, please go, go sit down. Um, <laughs> number nine. Oh, wait. And I was ready to fight her. Like it was bad. My brother, um, Todd was like, sis, you ain't going to jail in London. You ain't from here. I was like, you right. Pipe down, pipe down, pipe down. But I ain't no punk though. Um, number nine, my favorite karaoke songs are both country. One is God Bless This Broken Road by Rascal Flex. And the other one is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped up four-wheel drive. Um, <laughs> but even though I am the queen of this country karaoke, put on some Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Baby, I'm putting on a full concert for you. Like... I will find a microphone. I'm going to dance and sing as if he was talking to a girl. Number 10. I like to sew. Like on a sewing machine, I just made a blanket. I done made some bonnets. Like I'm really enjoying this sewing journey. Something about me a sewing machine. So I ain't got to use my mama's every time. Number 11. This is like the most random, probably the stupidest but in my mind, you know how we all have these celebrities that are famous? I mean, celebrities are famous. These all, the, <laughs> you know how we got these family members in our, that we claim that's famous or whatever? I got a whole family tree. And so because I'm a little bit righteous, a little bit ratchet, I'm really holy, but I'm still kind of hood. Like, that's where my family tree is. So I got Cece Winans is my mother. Period. She holy, holy. And then Suge Knight is my daddy. Shayna Wilson. If I can just press. Press in your presence. Behold the beauty of your face. Shayna. That's my sister. But Boosie. You want to talk, talk. You want to run your mouth. You want some gangsters front your house. We'll set this thing off. Hey. So that's my family tree. CeCe Winans, Suge Knight, Shayna Wilson, and Labusi. That's my family. So those are my 11 random facts, and they are super duper random. So I hope y'all enjoyed them. All right, y'all. So I am going to try to do this last list without preaching a good sermon. I'm going to try to just go through my list, y'all. But y'all know I appreciate it. So if y'all can't to just get but um 11 things that i love about god y'all i could go on and on and on i mean i'm gonna try not to preach and cry but 
Number one, y'all, God is so faithful in the midst of absolutely everything. He is still going to be right there. Like when the word says that he is God who was, is, and is to come, y'all, that is his faithfulness. Like he, he ain't never going to leave you nor forsake you. Like he is faithful. Um, number two, God is not a man that he should lie. So God says what he says, when he say it, and that's it. Like, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what you think, regardless of what you, what you feel like, what God says is it, even if it doesn't look like what you want, like he is not a man that he should lie. And okay. I told you I'm trying not to preach this morning. Um, I love number three, that God will stretch you. Um, he will make you uncomfortable, period. And it's not to embarrass you. It's not to hurt you or anything like that. It's literally to make you a better person. And so like we have to be, we have to be appreciative of the stretch of God. Because when he stretches us, when he puts us um in situations and circumstances that are out of our comfort zone. Y'all know that he's literally preparing us for something greater in the future. So his stretch is, it's like, I don't know y'all. His stretch is literally just to make us better. Number four, I as a woman hate being told no anyway. But when God tells me no, I'll be like, really? Like, you're not going to let me do this? You're not going to like, you're not going to co-sign for this what we got? And it's not that his no is to hurt me, but God's no is literally, um, it, his no isn't negating what I want. It's making room for something better. So if he told me no about a man or no about a relationship, it's not that he doesn't want me to have a little boo thing. It's more of he wants me to have a husband. That's also going to be my little boo thing. So, boo, I know you're going to be listening to this podcast. So, I love you in advance, baby. <laughs> um, number five, God's timing is perfect. And faith in God is faith in his timing. And regardless of what we want to happen right now, y'all, we have to trust the timing of God. It's always going to set us up for big successes. So I love God's timing. Even though I don't like it all the time, I love it. Um, Number six, God will show up. And I love that he will always show up for us. Y'all, there have been times where all I wanted was to talk to somebody. Oh, Lord, here come the tears. All I wanted was to reach out to that friend, to talk to somebody. Like I needed somebody and nobody would answer the phone. And I'm like, okay, God, it's just me and you, just me and you. And he'd be like, well, that's all I want anyway. But he will show up and give me that comfort and that peace of mind. And just like, sometimes I'd be praying for the tangible touch of God. Like, God, like, I, I need to feel this thing. <laughs> so um, God will show up when no one else will. He is already ready. I love God's sense of humor. Number seven, he is so funny. And I just be looking like, God, <laughs> like, it's, I know this ain't what we're going to do today. <laughs> like, but 
I love to laugh and it just makes me feel good to know that God likes to laugh too. And he be putting me in situations where it just be real funny. Like, or he be doing stuff like, really God? Like all I can do is just sit back and laugh. So I love that God has a sense of humor because that's probably where I get it from. Hmm. Um, I love number eight that God, God's peace. Um, everybody can't bring peace to your life, but God's peace that passes all understanding. Like when I don't know, I don't have to, cause he's still going to give me the peace to press on when, um, Ooh, yeah. God's peace. God's peace. God's peace. God's peace. It's amazing. Um, God's grace. Number nine, y'all. <laughs> God's grace is forever sufficient to know me for real, for real, is to know that my um, my first brand is diligently graced and it was my blog. And it's like over and over and over when I feel God, his grace is still sufficient. When I screw up and I don't make him proud, his grace is still sufficient. When, <laughs> oh Lord, when, when I am just out in my flesh, his grace is still sufficient. So I love that God, God's grace is, I'm glad that it's available. And I love that he still offers it to us even when we screw up over and over again. Um, Number nine, I love God's love. I don't know if you have ever been in a situation where you just wanted to feel loved and there was no tangible person and you can just fall back and know that God loves you. Y'all, I have been in some very low places and in the midst of those low places to know that there's nothing that I can do to separate me from the love of God. Y'all, so God's love, like I love God's love. I love that there's nothing that I can do. I know that I love that there's nowhere that I can go that he still wouldn't love me. Even when I am in the trenches, when I am the one sheep that that don't went astray, God still loves me. And y'all, to know that he'll come and get me because I'm out here thugging. I mean, are you out here thugging? Y'all, God's love. I love, I love God's love. Okay, number 11, God is the real MVP. Yeah. Like you have to have God on your team because with God being on your team, it's literally setting you up for consecutive wins. And I know that being a Christian is not always the coolest thing to do, the coolest thing to look like. Yeah. You know, it, it, it may not look that way, but when I say being a Christian is fun, no, knowing God is fun, loving God is fun. It don't mean that I can't listen to my little boosty, my trap music. It just means that I have submitted my life to God and to serve him. And me listening to boosty is going to be relevant because there's going to be somebody out there listening that's going to hear me um, with my little set it off, uh, <laughs> with my little set it off moment um, earlier that it's going to be relatable. So just know that like God is the real MVP. 
And he literally will set you up for consecutive wins. And loving him and serving him, it's not boring. It's literally like having somebody on your team that's going to ride for you. And they're going to be the best player in the book regardless. So those are my 11 things that I love about God. And y'all, I'm so proud of myself. I did not preach out to death, nor did I cry. (laughs) I mean, maybe I had a couple of tears over here. But um, I love y'all. Thank y'all for going through these 33 things with me. It's my birthday. (laughs) Yes. Y'all know. I mean, by now, I love birthdays. So I love y'all. Thank you again. And yeah, let's get it. See y'all next week.